The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome in. Today is our Senior Moments Day, and Arosa Cares' Erin Keo Rankin is with us this morning. Erin, good morning to Good you. morning, Bart. How are you doing I'm on this doing wet great. morning? Yeah. What a messy morning. It, but spring is just around the corner. Love it. That's right. Looking forward to that. You brought some friends with you today. I did. I did. You know, with February being Heart Health Month, of course, every month is Heart Health Month, if you look at it in mm-hmm. that regard. So um, today I brought in um, our special guest, Dr. Mollick. And Dr. Mollick is a cardiologist with Ascension St. Thomas Heart, just here right here in, in Murfreesboro. And then also brought along um, our area director with Arosa Middle Tennessee, Arosa, um, is Jody Jackson, who is our awesome area director. And so being an RN and uh, coming in to chat about care management and it's partnership with Ascension St. Thomas Heart and Dr. Mullick and how do these two fit together so on and so forth how do we partner with one another in helping others in need and very good thoughts too uh, especially with this heart healthy month Dr. Mullick uh, is the heart disease is that still the number one killer today yeah yeah unfortunately it still is I mean you know we're obviously still in this pandemic so that you know briefly surpassed things um but outside of infectious disease currently, then heart, cardiac disease is the number one killer still, unfortunately. We used to say it was the number one killer of men, but uh, it's an equal opportunity killer now. I think the yeah. women have pulled up <laughs> on that one. They have. They have. And, and unfortunately, the mortality trends that have been steadily declining over the decades have started to kind of inch up a little bit. And I think that that may be because of the younger folks kind of catching into the cardiac disease category from smoking and Mm -hmm. lifestyle issues or or more sedentary. So smoking is still a problem despite the fact that it's been proven that it will, you know, it it can kill you. Yeah, yeah, because unfortunately there's the, the vaping phenomenon has hit. And so there's a whole sweeping generation of young people now that have taken up uh, vaping, uh, e-cigarettes, thinking that it's not as harmful, uh, believing that it's not really regulated. And so as a result, you've seen it in the high schools and you know, on down, it's easy to hide because you can't smell it sometimes. And so large numbers of young people, uh, and that's a gateway to getting hooked onto smoking cigarettes and other things. And so unfortunately, yeah, we're seeing that. Have you had studies that show vaping uh, does things to your lungs and things of that sort? Yeah, those studies are starting to come out as the experience is increasing over the years and it's uh, suggesting pretty interesting findings that, you know, the idea that it's safer has been disproven. The chemicals in there um, are toxic. Um, the damage to the lungs continues and the nicotine exposure uh, in the bloodstream is still there. So, um, yeah, there's not, not really a safe way to take nicotine, unfortunately. Now, Jody, as a nurse, you have probably seen uh, a decrease in smoking among older people or did they get wise? I think um, I would say that I have seen a decrease in it. And as far as our clients go, um, you know, it's 
it's a give or take there's a balance there's the clients that have done it for so long they don't want to stop and then there's the clients that are finally realizing that i need to get my life you know in order because i don't want a heart disease i don't want to be miserable the rest of my life and so i would say that yes there's been somewhat of a decrease Hmm. so dr malik once a person has heart disease can you get rid of it and get back to normal or is it with you forever so i think uh, the heart disease that we're defining here is like coronary disease a heart attack mm-hmm. um there's other types of heart disease that you know you, you can't you have to modify and valve disease for example things like that but coronary disease um, once it develops uh, there's ways to reduce the risk and that's kind of what we're here with this heart month you know the smoking diabetes control blood pressure control exercise all of these things uh you know we know reduce your risk we just talked about smoking if you quit smoking after one year of being off of cigarettes you cut your risk by 50 percent a lot of people don't realize that risk reduction of 50 percent and if you throw in regular walking that's another 50 percent reduction so you do both of those? And, and so you've cut your wrists half and half again just wow. by those two things. And, um, you know, that's really what it's all about is reducing risk. And, yeah. Aaron, these are areas that AROSA can really help uh, the people that you're working with. That is correct. With us, with AROSA, we specialize with seniors, right? We work with seniors and individuals with um, special needs. And so oftentimes among the senior population, Mm -hmm. it is not uncommon to have patients that are with CHF, right? And even with COPD, things of that nature, and they have multiple comorbidities. But yes, that is something that AROSA, we can certainly um, partner with Ascension St. Thomas uh, Heart. We're we're grateful to have uh, have them as, consider them as a power partner and helping those patients as far as uh, recidivism, right? And and trying to keep them out of the hospital. I mean, we love you, Dr. Mollick, but you know, (laughs) hey, we'd like to see you outside of those walls, right? Yep. Yeah, definitely. Seeing him every six months or a year is much better. <laughs> that's right. That's, that, right. that's exactly right. Yeah. And yeah, as far as just those readmissions, that is something that Arosa can certainly assist with. Jody, would you like to kind of go into a little detail about from a care management and home care service? what we can do sure so um our care management team is um, nurses social workers um, we even have a physical therapist and what we've found is um when we meet a client where where they are basically that they tend to listen to us a little bit easier and you know um i can give you the example of we had a client that um the daughters did not agree on how mom should um, eat, drink, act, and one daughter specifically wanted just felt like her mom needed to come off of drinking Dr. Pepper because it was going to continue making her sick and it was going to continue with her diabetes, which was going to continue into heart disease. And, you know, she just was looking way into the future. And the more the daughter pushed the mom to not drink Dr. Pepper, the more mom wanted Dr. Pepper. And so when our nurse came in and built a relationship with her and started taking her to her doctor's appointments and, you know, um, visiting her in the home and educating her on things instead of coming at her with, I need you to stop doing this. It was more of a choice that you get to make this choice. Then she eventually 
got down to one Dr. Pepper a day instead of a whole two liter a day. So our care managers um, can basically go in and help with um, <clears throat> education. They can help with taking people to doctor's appointments to make sure they get to the doctor's appointments. They can help with um, social support and just support all around. Yeah. And it's like um, you don't have a dog in the fight, so to speak. Yeah. I, I love that, you know, we just kind of have to roll with this. And I love it, right? It's, it's very comparable to as far as family dynamics because you never know what you're going to get into mm -hmm. until you start those conversations. Mm -hmm. But that is something where, again, as a professional, as a professional care manager, Arosa does not. I mean, we, we are are like Switzerland. We don't have it right. Pleading the fifth, so to speak, but we can certainly make those recommendations mm -hmm. and that they're again um, partnering with other experts in the field and relying on physicians on what, what your thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, those conversations when they start in the office, that's just the beginning. You know, yes. that's a 15 minute office Everybody. visit, 20 minutes, you mm -hmm. know, but what happens after that? Mm -hmm. And that's where having partners, you know, to help with that transitions of care, as we call it, and uh, shared decision making. You kind of alluded to that where you try to get the patient themselves to be a partner in their own healthcare, understanding their own mm -hmm. issues so they make it for themselves as opposed for others. Well, I know that, that you see patients that, you know, 17 years and older from a, a senior population. Mm -hmm. What What is the average age that you're seeing in your, in your practice right now? <sighs> don't have the exact number but I would say it's probably in the 70s mm -hmm. yeah upper mid 60s to upper 70s mm -hmm. yeah so that's the average but then there's a big spread um, this population demographic here is pretty diverse um, so you know the you have MTSU here yes. so you see a, a fair range of young people as well but still the bulk of cardiology practices adult cardiology practices are seniors what's been your biggest challenge especially in the past two years during this COVID pandemic in caring for seniors in your practice? Um, I would say it's probably the access to care has mm -hmm. been a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when people have heart failure, they have frequent needs and, you know, heart attacks obviously happen. They don't, uh, you know, they don't wait for anybody else's timing. And um, when you have COVID filling up the hospital beds, um, that was a bit of a challenge getting patients uh, that needed uh, surgeries downtown and Nash you know uh, bypass surgery at Nashville those kind of things um, that was all you know very difficult and then there was a lot of misinformation so trying to get people convinced that you know our patient population is among the highest risk so trying to get them to understand and get vaccinated and uh, protect themselves uh, fortunately I would say the bulk of the seniors that we saw really did take it seriously and they did get vaccinated so that was very good but mm -hmm. yeah it was dealing with all of that was a challenge mm -hmm. yeah. fortunately we are looking at having bypass surgery here in in uh, Murfreesboro soon right. yeah. tell us more about <laughs> that if you will mm -hmm. yeah so uh, we got uh, the CON uh, this last year and so we are looking to open up the, a program here for open heart surgery so our patients in the Rutherford County area don't have to travel all the way to Nashville that's so great. They'll have access to the highest quality open heart. So program. when do you anticipate that um, taking place? 
probably next year sometime we'll start okay. yeah somewhere ne- somewhere next year towards the end of next year I think that's what we're looking very at. exciting yeah. much needed yeah. that's for sure and you're talking about a diverse population here mm-hmm. in rutherford county as the population continues to grow i mean there's mm-hmm. there's a significant need yeah yeah it's 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 a it's a i mean my practice has blossomed here i came here about six years ago now and my patient panel size is larger than it was from a previous practice of 17 years. Wow. <laughs> in, and you in, came in from Illinois? Years. Illinois, yeah. 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 What's been the biggest challenge for you as far as from your practice and how healthcare is viewed um, in a senior population from those of in, in Illinois versus here in Tennessee? Um, I don't think there's been a whole lot of difference. The challenges are the same. It's okay. often access to care. Okay. You know, for, for many folks, um, you know, our patient population is largely Medicare, but um, but you know you still have a fair amount of ten care patients, and and even with Medicare, there are these challenges of insurance coverage, you know, for various medications. I'm sure you see that also at home in the uh, home mm-hmm. scenario, um, where critically needed medications they can't afford. They're making a decision between putting food on the table and which medicine to choose from. Um, and so trying to get them that access, um, you might've heard of the donut hole for seniors, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, where they drop into this area where they, their medicines that they've been taking for half the year are no longer covered. Mm-hmm. So just those kind of things continue to be, you know, challenges that we're facing. And it's important to have, to be able to reach out into the community for resources. And again, yeah. Arosa is a, a great resource, mm-hmm. uh, for patients such as those, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our phone number, by the way, if you have any questions or comments, and you can talk or text 615-893-1450. We apologize for that strange it happens. music that happens. just out of nowhere. It's well, the weather, Bart. It's that's the what weather. it is, okay. <laughs> so if you have a question or a comment, give us a call, 615-893-1450. And we're talking about your heart health this morning. And this, of course, is uh, February, but this is not something that is just a problem in February. Uh, you can have a heart attack anytime. What is the relationship between heart disease and a stroke? Because both of those are deadly. Sure. Um, so a stroke is, is something that damages the brain. So that can either be from bleeding in the brain to a clot that goes up there. The most common cause is hypertension still, believe it or not. So many of the risk factors that we deal with to reduce the risk of a heart attack are the same that reduce the risk of stroke. So the they're very intimately tied together. Reducing one often reduces the risk of the other. Now, how much is heredity tied to these, either of those? There's, um, there are some hereditary um, you know, uh, aspects, certainly uh, the cholesterol numbers, the, the tendency to have hypertension. These kind of things uh, can be genetic um, to various degrees. Um, stroke, maybe a little bit less so, that the, the, although there are certain conditions that may be uh, hereditary, but certainly family history of premature heart disease is one of the things we ask about. Um, it just raises our index of suspicion then when we see a patient coming in with chest pain. So is that one of the warning signs, uh, chest pain, or are there other signs that are uh, even earlier? Yeah, so the classic one is chest pain, the crushing pain in the center of the chest, you know, um, the, the classic picture of leaning forward, can't, you know, catch your breath. But breathing issues, especially as we get older, the sim- classic symptoms of what we call angina, pain in the chest coming from the heart, may not be there. 
It might be more the sense of fatigue or shortness of breath with activities that you could do before. Um, just atypical things. Women tend to be more atypical than it's yes. not the classic stuff. And uh, women downplay their symptoms a little bit more than men do. And so um, teasing that out compared to this, the classic pain in the chest, um, you know, is, is a critical with elderly. At what point do you need to call 911? Certainly, if you have the crushing chest pain that's that's, that's going on, um, you know, uh, exertional pain that you know that's not going away, um, you know, feeling like you're going to pass out, things like that, and that's an important point. You say call nine one one. To this day, I believe that of the heart attacks that come to our hospital here at uh, St. Thomas Rutherford, only about a third really come in via. They the, people often drive themselves. Mm. So they, they think that they'll get there in time, they'll, they'll ask a loved one to drive them, and we're always telling the patients that that's probably the worst thing you can do is get in the car with chest pain that you think might be your heart. Because if you pass out, your person driving is not gonna help you, or if you're behind the wheel, right? You know, then mm -hmm. that's, a, and, and people don't realize how fast our paramedics get to you. They're really, really good. And they get to your house or wherever you're at exceedingly fast and when they get there they bring therapy to you to start on the way over right so when in doubt check it out right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you know you had mentioned the symptoms as far as the chest pain and all but what about afib what about mm -hmm. those those unique little things going on yeah rarely is afib an emergency that you have to run to the hospital but it often scares people yes because their heart starts racing and what's going on the pounding of the chest and sometimes people can't get their breath especially if they have other conditions and then of course you know seek medical attention but atrial fibrillation in the elderly as you know is is we call it an epidemic it's just because people are living longer and there's more scar tissue builds up in the heart and over time um, the heart gets to a certain size and then it goes out of rhythm. Uh, there's a lot of other things that cause atrial fibrillation of course but simply just people are living longer. We think that at least 10% of people over 70 you know may have AFib and there's a whole lot of therapies now for that um, and all the way from just uh, you know just managing with basic medications to uh, things like ablation where you can put catheters up there and terminate it. Um, the big risk with AFib is stroke, you know, and um, so clots can form up there and if they go north then that's the stroke and again the therapies range from blood thinners to now we have devices that we can plug up the areas in the heart that cause where the stroke comes from. Um, we've actually, our practice has expanded so much because we've needed another electrophysiologist. We recruited another physician to join Dr. Robertson. Dr. McPike is here now as well, and um, they do these procedures. And with the open heart program coming, they'll be able to offer these advanced therapies also just right here locally soon. So, um, but yeah, AFib is a big, big problem. Yeah. We're going to continue our conversation yeah. on heart disease, ways to help you through this maze of you know, challenges and, and come out on top. We're going to check on the traffic and weather. We'll be right back. On air, online, and on the phone. You can listen to us anywhere. News Radio WGNS is Rutherford County's place to talk. Hi, this is Dan with Music World and Drummer's Den. I'm the guitar tech here. We're a pretty well-rounded music store. We have every guitar, keyboard, drum that you might be looking for. Parts are available, strings, accessories. We also have lessons, $25 for a half hour of keys, anything with strings and drums. 
It's all here. Music World and Drummer's Den. We're your hometown music store. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. In this salute, we talk to a veteran who fought in the Vietnam War. When we got back into California, they told us, do not wear your uniforms. Keith Redluff served in the U.S. Army. He was in Vietnam. We were veterans that had just come home. I've been called baby killer. I've been spit on. In a restaurant, people talking bad about you. Veteran Rudliff in Vietnam. Four individuals plus myself. I was a radio operator, and we had three artillery pieces that we supported the Arvins when they went out on missions. Just uh, five of us. Something happened and you get overrun, you're on your own. The help is 30, 40, maybe even an hour away. Just have to do the best you can with what you have and survive. I didn't realize until I got over there, was in the first ambush, that those people were trying to kill me. And I didn't know them. I had done nothing to them. And that's when you just have to get the mindset that it's going to be them and not me. You're one heartbeat away. That's war. Unfortunately, you try the very best to protect the person on your right and left because you know they're not going to leave you and you're not going to leave them. We're all going to come out of here together or somebody else is going to have to carry us out of here together. This has been a Salute to Veterans on WGNS Radio. If you know a veteran you'd like to highlight, let WGNS know and we'll honor them in our daily Salute to Veterans. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Two powerful FM signals, one AM signal, and online at WGNSRadio.com means that you can listen to us anywhere. AM, AM FM, FM, online. Good afternoon. Steady flow of traffic continues on. 24 coming in from Davidson County. A lot of radar earlier over on 840 as you head towards Franklin, Williamson County. Give yourself extra time. Princess Hot Chicken now available for catering. Log on to princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. A few scattered showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon with cloudy sky conditions high into the upper 50s and winds out of the south between 5 and 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 35. Now more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. Swap and shop with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings, 7.50 to 8.10 on WGNS AM, FM, online. Hey, welcome back. Sort of a wet morning, but it looks like uh, at least downtown, the rains have stopped a bit. We still have water over some roadways and as mentioned earlier don't try to check it out and see if they're okay. Now if you see water over the roadways 
turn around and try another road. Our phone number, 615-893-1450. Our text is not working properly, but uh, if you want to talk the old way, that works properly. <laughs> if your mouth is working, we're okay. Uh, interesting show today. We have with us from Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford Hart, Dr. Mohammed Malik. Good to have you with us. We have the director of Arosa Carrier, uh, Jody Jackson Area Director, and of course, Aaron Keel Rankin with us from Arosa Care. If you have questions about heart disease, give us a shout. Uh, 615-893-1450. Scott's working on getting the texting back up. That's always the most popular way these days. So uh, we were talking about how heart disease and strokes both uh, are tied together, but you said the stroke leads more often to other major issues. Uh, tell us a little more about that. Yeah, so I mean, I think with stroke, obviously, when there's brain death, you know, uh, then the, the the debility from it can be, you know, a long-term issue, which is where we need our, you know, ancillary providers to help us with things. Um, and you know, from cardiac standpoint, having a heart attack can cause a stroke if there's not adequate blood to the brain and so oftentimes they're linked together and uh, if somebody's had a heart attack then they have a if they've not had perfusion to the brain for long enough they they get a stroke also so two really bad things at once. yeah so they might survive the heart attack but they've suffered brain injury and so yeah i mean it's, it's it can be pretty devastating now you mentioned some things to do to avoid a heart attack is there anything you can do to reduce your risk with a stroke so similar things, not smoking. Like I said, the risk factors are very much the same. It's it's uh, getting the cholesterol down, you know, keeping that blood pressure especially is probably the biggest thing. A lot of people link the blood pressure reduction as, you know, helping my heart. You sure are. But what they don't realize is that, that reducing the blood pressure is probably the biggest factor of reducing your risk for stroke, getting it into the normal range. Um, and I mentioned the smoking exercise, all these kind of things. And if you have certain conditions like atrial fibrillation, then taking the blood thinners is, is critical if you're able to. And again, now those who are not able to, we have uh, other options for them also that we didn't have before. Okay. What, are, what are those other options? So there's a thing called a Watchman device, which is a um, special device that can be inserted into a part of the upper chamber of the heart that blocks off the area where clots form. And that's been shown to be equivalent to taking a blood thinner. So, um, so, but that's an invasive procedure. So we reserve it for people that you know have bleeding issues. They just can't tolerate the medications. But we didn't have that option before, and uh, so now we can reduce stroke risk with that too. Yeah. Now, is this something that is strictly uh, related more to older Americans, or does is everyone is this equal opportunity? The risk for of stroke, and yeah. Um, so. <laughs> What we're seeing, sadly, with COVID is a lot more stroke. Um, mm -hmm. And um, this it's kind of being slowly reported out, but um, there was always the background, you know, stroke issues uh, with what we just described. But now there seems to be this vascular inflammation aspect that I think we've all heard about with COVID that people get these clots in different places. And we're starting to see, I think, a little bit of an uptick in this in this premature kind of stroke and no, no other explanation other than previous COVID exposure. And that is including younger people. Younger people too, yeah, younger ages, I should say at least, yeah. 
frightening. Mm-hmm. It is kind of scary. I think we're going to be learning about this disease over the next five to ten years and figuring out what's the right therapy for various types of people. Now, That's COVID is new, but coronavirus is not new. Right. And this is a coronavirus and COVID are the basically the same animal, aren't they? Yeah, this the cold virus. I remember learning about it in uh, medical school, coronavirus, and it was just one of those. I just remember checking off, yeah, mm-hmm. cold. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's a cold. Um, so who would have thought that, you know, many years later that one of those cold viruses would mutate into a form that does this? So yeah. it's having uh, some long-term impact that we don't have a solution to right now. Yeah, or a clear understanding of. We're, we're, I mean, we, we know a lot more now than we did before, especially in managing cardiovascular disease that comes with it, which, uh, you know, subsets of patients that seem to be prone to, to problems. Um, but um, and we've gotten better at caring for the critically ill. Um, but what we do long term in terms of who needs, you know, therapy A versus B, you know, um, it's unclear you know we just don't have enough years of experience or data to really know but it's i think we'll be finding out you know so we're bringing covid into this conversation with stroke uh and and i guess to a degree heart disease too yeah just access to care because if the beds are full of icu Mm -hmm. patients you know um, i know that we experienced this where people actually did not get open heart procedures you know in nashville at all three hospitals all of, all the main hospitals because they were on waiting lists and there was no beds and so what happened then what happened to those patients yes. well they were they might have been va- waiting for valve replay elective cases were canceled because there were no so when you delay a valve repair or replacement for somebody and the risks for them for dying you know they're they're going for that procedure to prevent a death right. or a complication and you know, the longer you delay, and, th- and there were, you know, some people fell into that that gap where we, there were no offerings of elective cases for a while, and so. So these are areas that uh, are, are coming along with COVID, mm-hmm. and is with the Omicron variant, mm-hmm. are we seeing things really getting back to normal? Because we're we're dropping a lot of. Uh, safeguards that have been yeah yeah it looks i mean it looks like the numbers are dropping i know in our hospital they've dropped quite a bit we were particularly affected with the numbers um but from my understanding the numbers continue to improve and uh, we're back to regular operations thank goodness most Mm. most instances yeah so i mean obviously still trying to keep distance and masking in the hospital those appropriate things because they're sick people in the hospital and don't want to expose them to, to to virus viruses but now with your proposed community mm-hmm. hospital uh, over in the Blackman community, mm-hmm. uh, it, obviously it's not there yet. Mm-hmm. Ground was just broken a few months ago. Right, right. But if it were here, would something like that, which is really an all new direction mm-hmm. for Ascension, would, would that help us a lot? I think so, just kind of more access to care. I think that's that's the key for a lot of patients is just being able to get in to be seen. And if they can kind of get into an area, be seen and be you know back and then reconnect with resources in the community, um, that's kind of the, the goal. Uh, we're seeing this in a lot of other cities. These regional neighborhood hospitals and urgent care centers um, are popping up, and I think they make a lot of sense. Um, you know, our own practice, we're trying to, you know, grow it with the needs here. I started in 
2015 here when we were four or five physicians, we're now 10. Um, and looking to add the surgeons, the, the cardi cardiac surgeons and, uh, and others. And we're in many regional areas around here, uh, Woodbury, Smithfield, McMinnville. We're in all these areas just expanding our you know, access to them. And Ascension's trying to put in more resources there, too. I know yeah. you folks are also. The, Absolutely. So, yeah. And Jody, yeah. you want to share with us as far as with Arosa, our locations? Mm-hmm. and. Sure. So um, we have a location in Nashville, Murfreesboro, and Shelbyville, and we um, basically cover all of Middle Tennessee. We've gone as far as to the border of Kentucky. Um, We've gone as far as Clarksville. We're down in Lynchburg and Lewisburg and all the way around to Columbia and everywhere in between. There's so much need for health care and especially for, you know, Arosa and their expert expertise Mm -hmm. right and it's incredible the the resources that we have in rutherford county which is really great it's nice so that's uh, that's a good reason to be here Mm -hmm. in rutherford county uh, Mm -hmm. the one of the the most hot spot the biggest number one hot spot (laughs) in the nation it is uh and that's something that uh, is bringing us improved medical uh, service I think so. It's become attractive. To, uh, I mean, uh, when physicians are looking to maybe relocate or, or start their practices, you know, it's always nice to be in an area where you have access to all of these things that you, you know, that you just mm-hmm. described. And Nashville's not far away. It's, it's sure. you know, for access for big well, city the whole things. area is growing. And the whole area is growing out. The, you, a lot of the restaurants and the growth here, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. I think they're predicting that uh, in the next 10 to 15 years, the population of this county will be over a half million, yeah, which is hard to hard to picture that. <laughs> oh, where will those people go? <laughs> yeah, exactly, and they're all going to need services. Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. Uh, that's now as far as Arosa Care goes, mm-hmm. uh, you work with Ascension, you work with Adams Place, you work with different groups. How does that work? What do you do in those areas? Ah, it's a great mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. And uh, during our commercial break, I was chatting with uh, Jody and said, you know, hey, well, will you kind of explain the connection? What happens um, with Dr. Malik's patients? What do we, what can uh, Rosa Care do for those individuals? So I think um, we talked about earlier being a power partner. That's that's where it all starts is to be on someone's care team. So basically, you know, I don't. When you have kids, it takes a village to raise a child, and so mm-hmm. when it life comes full circle, and as you become older, it can take a, a team to take care of yes. your health issues, your social issues, your I mean everything that you're going through as you age, and so. We help navigate through that aging process by um, doing all kinds of things. I I said earlier that we meet where you are, and so we help with things like our care managers help with getting you to the doctor's appointment and advocating for you at the doctor's appointment. A lot of times people freeze or forget what they want to say when they're in front of a doctor, and so we help with making sure that you get all of the things covered that you want. We make sure that cardiologist knows what the primary care doctor knows what the psychiatrist knows what you know everybody's on the same page including the family and then once we're visiting you in your home we can help you with things like education we can help you with nutrition we can help you with um, figuring out plans you know figuring out a care plan for all of the recommendations that your doctors have given you and how to actually implement that in your life and then help you to carry through with it. And um, I think it's a big benefit that we have 
um, non-medical as well because uh, you know a lot of people get to the point where they're they can no longer do light housekeeping or prepare meals or um, drive you know take a bath all of those things and so when our caregivers come in on a daily basis and are doing that they're supported by the care managers who are coaching them and guiding them and making sure that the care plan is followed and it really improves quality of life um, for our clients. Yeah. How does this help you, Dr. Bellick, with your patients when you have one of our care managers accompanying your client or your patient during that visit? Yeah, I mean, it it helps, you know, you have 15 minutes with with somebody Mm -hmm. and you're trying to get their medications, their, what are their immediate issues and and um, having somebody that can then translate that later and reinforce the message, mm-hmm. you know, and then make sure that it's care. Did they get their medications and did they get them right? Because what, what you say often is not what they heard. That's exactly right. And mm-hmm. so, and that we're, you know, you try to repeat it, you know, but, and try to write it down. But even then, people will have mistakes. And so, you know, uh, errors in medication are you know, one of the biggest things that you try to avoid in medicine. Yeah. And so um, how they take their medicines, do they get their medicines? Do, are they following with their physical therapy? You know, the other physicians that need to be coordinated mm-hmm. with, um, home resources that to help them, do they need oxygen? You know, these are things you can't necessarily do in a 15-minute office visit. Right. So I think the, those partnerships are key. Yeah, so I would think it would give you as a professional peace of mind knowing, mm-hmm. okay, I definitely have another professional here in the room, mm-hmm. and that will also ensure that my patient gets what he or she needs right. and then also follow up with me as far as next steps. Right. I think it's a big benefit, too, that we're your eyes and ears in the home setting because, mm-hmm. like you said, you get 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and, you know, I've had so many um, clients that will come in and want to know about your family, not tell about what they, you know, what's going on with them. And so we can be eyes and ears to say, this is what's going on outside of this office setting. This is the real picture of what's going on, which only helps them. You get 15 minutes and we get a lifetime and we're honored to help. Our phone number uh, and the phone is working 615-893-1450. The texting is still not uh, working, so uh, we'll go on. we're going to pause for just a moment, and we'll continue the final segment of our show in just a moment. Our focus is on heart disease and stroke and reducing some of your risks in those areas. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come see us for all your pet and your feathered friend needs. We also have a great gift department with wonderful, great gift ideas. And always we have what you need for the farm or the garden. And in our clothing department, we have our Carhartt clothing line. And for ladies, we have our MG Carhartt. And we also have our wonderful muck boots. The Co-op Farm and Home Center is at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. A few scattered showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon with cloudy sky conditions high into the upper 50s and winds out of the south between 5 and 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 35. 
This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Dave Ramsey, America's most trusted money expert. The Dave Ramsey Show, live each day from 1 to 4 on WGNS Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Welcome back. This is a show that could save your life. We hope you're listening closely. And if you heard something or thought you heard something, it will be in a podcast format so you can go back and listen to it again and be sure that you got the information correctly. Aaron Keogh Rankin is with us this morning from Arosa Care, also from Arosa Care. We're talking with Jody Jackson and from Ascension St. Thomas Heart. Dr. Malik is with us, and they have some answers for us. Uh, things are changing so quickly. New technology is coming out. Do you feel, Dr. Malik, that we're going to be uh, seeing a, a dramatic reduction anytime in the near future on controlling heart disease and strokes? Yeah, I mean, there are new uh, technologies, but there's also new therapies. I mean, some of the medications that we have for cholesterol lowering now, we didn't have in our hands five, six years ago. And these are dramatically dropping cholesterol levels. And, um, you know, we, we know from studies that you get the numbers to a certain level, you, you know, significantly reduce the risk of heart attack. Um, the technologies for imaging are getting better. Um, we have a, a CT, CT scanner over here that's a single heartbeat scan. So with one breath, one single heart, one rotation, we can get the whole heart in this. And we're just now impl- implementing some new technology that will allow us to not only image those coronaries, but also tell you which parts of the coronary is a problem. Before, mm-hmm. you had to put a catheter in the mm-hmm. body and inject dye, mm-hmm. heart catheterization to see. And then even then, you saw the blockage, but you didn't necessarily know if it was a problem. And now we have technology where you can put a wire down there to tell if it's a problem. All that's invasive. With a single heartbeat study now, we can actually get that data. We're just now starting this in a a couple of weeks, where you'll be able to take a scan, see your arteries, and say, this is the part of the vessel that's a problem, and so go in and fix it. Or have the data to say, these are the areas we want to prevent now where you didn't know before. And so this person who might've been, hey, don't worry about your your cholesterol, nothing, now knows that they have an issue that's developing way ahead of time. And we can start the process earlier to intervene to prevent the heart attack to begin with. So it's definitely a more non-invasive procedure. Yeah, non-invasive imaging is is kind of, so all that technology is being put in, so not just in the medications, but also in the the actual imaging world. I would think more people would be more receptive to it. I would. Would you, Bart? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Now, we have a listener who has sent us a text, and they say that uh, they had a heart procedure bypass surgery uh, about eight years ago and doing fine, never had a heart attack, what should they do to reduce their risk of strokes? Are they at a higher risk of stroke? Um, not necessarily. They've had their coronaries addressed eight years ago. They're doing well. So um, taking that aspirin and the cholesterol-lowering drugs every day, that's probably the most critical thing. Exercising regularly, these will all reduce your risk, making sure your blood pressure is under control, healthy eating. You know, um, So these are the main things that you can do to, to reduce the risk. Now, it's interesting when you talk about exercising, eating the right <laughs> food. 
We hear that on just about everything. So if you could get into that routine, you might solve a whole lot of other issues too. It is. I mean, we, our diets are not good. You know, mm-hmm. we eat a lot of processed foods and uh, salty foods, and we eat out a lot. Right. Um, so it's 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 choice choices and food and and uh, and and how we kind of take care of ourselves in terms of actually we're in front of computers all day mm-hmm. nowadays, all of us. So that's and that's creating, I guess, a new generation of people to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, your business is going to be growing in the future with all of these computer uh, children that are coming into yeah, the Yeah, trying to workforce. get people out to be yeah. active and exercise. It's called job security. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but now you mentioned about uh, the non-invasive uh, medical technology. Mm-hmm. So that is, is a way, t- it's, it's also reducing some of the, some of the problems uh, as opposed to actually opening somebody up for surgery. <clears throat> yeah, so the this is again the, the it's always been the 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 goal to identify the, the arteries, the plaque that's going to cause the heart attack in, in individual X. You know, and so it's kind of the holy grail. Can you find that? And so this technology really is allowing us since it's just now being implemented. Other sites around the country are starting to do it more robustly and uh, and we're we're kind of just now getting started on going in that direction as well. So I think you're going to start seeing uh, a shift in the way people approach, you know, the testing. Usually you come in some symptoms and go get a stress test. Um, now you're going to be able to image those arteries directly with very little radiation and, and get data on which is a problem. There's actually already a simple test out there even now that people could do. I, I think it's just 50 bucks at uh, the, the radiology offices here. Um, it's a calcium score. So you can literally walk in off the street and go hold your breath for 15 seconds. They do a quick scan and you get a number that tells you how much calcium is building up in the arteries of your heart. So that's the plaque that we're talking about? It's the plaque, but it's the calcified plaque. And so that that calcified plaque gives you an idea, a sense of how much is there. Can you get rid of that? Um, Not usually the calcified plaque because that's sort of a marker of healing. Your body has scarred it down um, and walled it off, but trying to prevent the plaque to begin with and mm-hmm. when you have calcified plaque it implies that you have non-calcified mm-hmm. plaque and that's the one that you're trying to reduce it's kind of like the hdl and ldl it's the ldl right? all those kind of cholesterol you're trying to reduce that risk by bringing that down preventing more plaque from being laid down and so just that little screening tool can tell you which direction sometimes we use that it's just hey just get a quick score we have about a minute left in our broadcast uh, any final thoughts if there was some information you wanted people to take away, what would that be? Uh, I think we touched on it, uh, is don't ignore your symptoms. Um, you know, if you're having symptoms, be seen and then get it checked out. Um, if you are having active chest pain, then make sure that you, you know, call 911. Don't uh, get in the car and drive. And then focus on good eating, exercise, blood pressure, cholesterol control, quit smoking, all these kind of things. Remember those things. Erin, uh, how can we get Absolutely. in touch with Absolutely. Here in Murfreesboro, we're just down the street um, at 143 Uptown Square. And so you can give us a call at 615-848-6774 or look us up online at arosacare.com. I'll tell you, Always this happy is, to help. This has been a phenomenal show with 
information that can change your life in a positive way. Dr. Malik, our guest this morning from Ascension St. Thomas Hart, and of course from Rosa Care, Jody Jackson and Aaron Keo Rankin. Thank you both for joining us. Drive carefully out there. It looks like it's uh, clearing up a little bit. Cross our fingers on that one. We've certainly had uh, a healthy amount of rain. See you tomorrow.